So welcome to episode number 54. How is everybody doing? I'm feeling like the greatest. Feeling like the greatest? I'm feeling like okay. Freddie, you know, I'm feeling like six and all MVP every every season. I'm feeling good. Okay. I'm feeling Sounds like Ramadan like... is over. Oh yeah, you guys are both finished Ramadan. How do you feel? <laughs> Daniel's laughing because he said Ramadan. <laughs> he said he said. Oh no, no, I was I was even. Oh, okay, okay. No, I, mean, feels good. I have I have to remind myself. I have to remind myself that I can actually eat now. Um, so it's um it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to to go through a series of days, weeks to reach a certain endpoint and get to that point and feel good. So that's good. So Pete, did that. you did you have this thing where the day after eat, you you wake up in the morning and you go to have a glass of water and you think what. Well, what am I doing? I'm breaking my fast. No, I, I, that's that's why um, I had some apple juice this morning. Yeah. And I just felt it felt amazing. <laughs> it was like nine o'clock in the morning, and I was like, "This is you don't realize how you don't realize the gift of something until it's taken away from you." Yeah. Mm. So that's good. That's good. So how, Dan, you, how, how, are you, how you guys doing? How are you both? Good. Good. Just you know, um, when we recorded this, so it was obviously the bank holiday weekend. So yeah. it was good to have like social distancing activities. So went to the park, had a long walk, you know, you can still enjoy life responsibly. So, yeah. What about you, Daniel? Daniel, because because of me this time, we were late and I apologize before. Sorry for being late. Sorry for being late. But let's get hyped. So this episode, <laughs> we are going to be talking about MJ. There's multiple MJs, but we're talking about Michael Jordan. That's who we're going to be talking about. So there was the Netflix um, documentary called The Last Dance. And we thought... It wasn't, a, doc was... wasn't a documentary. It wasn't a documentary? What was it? No, there wasn't. Do you want 2 and 0? Remember last episode? <laughs> it wasn't a documentary. It wasn't a documentary. But what was okay, it? Carol. What was it? It was a, doc it was a docu-series. And what do you think about docu-series? What do you think about docu-series? What do you think uh, it's, a it's a series. It's a series. It's not a documentary. Okay, cool. Carol, do you research them? Doc, cool. Dan, FYI, I'll give you a thousand pounds for documentary. Cool. Just so that you know, Doc, stands for documentary. That's what okay. it's abbreviated okay, for. Cool. But anyways, there was an e amazing episode on Netflix, so we thought it would be great for us to talk about it, understand, like, what did we feel watching that? What did we learn? And some of, like, the... I've, I personally feel like it was greatness, the whole production and putting it together but we will go into more details about that during the episode so stay tuned and let's get started before we get into the episode a very quick little segue as you all know we've uh, transitioned past the episode 50 milestone so uh, with that i wanted to see if we could get some of our fans to uh, share a video uh, talking about us hitting the 50 episode milestone. So I've got one video from one particular fan. I'm going to send it out in the WhatsApp chat. So please, guys, feel free to open it up once it's sent. So you just press wait. Not press <laughs> Shut up, shut up. Hey, hey, shut up. Shut up. I can't hear him. Pab's gone. Pab's gone. Pamela's actually switched off. Uh, but it's just to celebrate the fact that we've hit our episode 50 milestone. And uh, as you can see from this video, the, the team is going a bit crazy. But you will see this uh, eventually after this episode. Wait, is sure, sure, you're talking too much. I'm trying to listen. Okay. Oh. <laughs> sure, is this real? 
Is it real? It's real. Yeah, it's real. Where's P, man? We got, we got an episode to record. This is dope. This is so dope. Wait, Are Daniel, you real? Yes. Pabila and Daniel have switched off their video and probably come out the audio so they could uh, hear the hear the video that I just sent of a, a special person in our world uh, sharing a message about Take Flight Podcast. <laughs> Yo, how did you get? How did you? How did you hook this up? Well, this this will be on a different episode. That I'd have to break it down. But yo, this yo, Pamela's actually dropped off. Yeah, Pamela's got to. He's probably gone to show his wife. Damn, my man. Yo, that is amazing, bro. That is amazing. <laughs> I can't believe you put that together. Fam. Fam. Wow, that is dope. That is so cool. Bring it. No, no, no. <laughs> Can I just say for the record? That is 100% real. That is not an edit. That is nothing. He sat there, recorded that video, and said our names on the podcast and helped us celebrate the episode 50 milestone. By the way, whoever's listening to the podcast is going to be mad confused right now. So we should actually focus on the, on the episode. We'll break it down once you release the video. Okay, so just to give a actually to intro into the topic, we've all watched all 10 episodes of the wonderful uh, series of The Last Dance. And I believe there is a lot to talk about. A lot, a lot, a lot. I think we, we've we all taken different things away. Um, it's just incredible. And I encourage everyone to watch it, even if you're not a basketball fan, because I definitely am not a basketball fan. But I thoroughly enjoyed the, um, the Netflix series. Well, not Netflix series, but the series. But there was one thing I want to mention before we get into it. And I want to kind of put this as a preempt. Do we think that this was 100% authentic because Jordan had 100% oh, sorry. authentic because Michael Jordan was part of the producers so yeah. he could give a green light on what was said and what couldn't be said although they yeah. say it was completely transparent but we know so, that since then people have come out to say like even Scotty yeah. Pippen said that even the injury 98 that was the whole kind of how it was portrayed was just absolutely nonsense and a few yeah. other people have said a few things so I, I know we're going to discuss and we can obviously talk about what we saw but I just want to give that kind of the prerequisite to say, can we completely rely on it? But Daniel, yeah, so when I you think, say okay, so one quick question: when you so when you say authentic, what do you mean? I mean, it's is it really the raw edit? Is it the real raw Michael Jordan, okay. as in who he was on so, off the court, even when the cameras weren't rolling? Because I'm sure, as we'll get into it, the kind of mentality he had, the win-win mentality, the insatiable hunger to win and never be satisfied with anything but the best, he's obviously going to rustle some feathers. And with leadership, so, something's always going to sacrifice. <laughs> I mean, he rustled so, a lot of feathers, but Pete, you... Yes, really... yeah, I'll go quickly. So I'm going to say it's as good as we're going to get, um, mm. because it was, to, to one of your points, it's an incredible, um, I would say, masterpiece. Um, something that um, you didn't actually know you needed in your life, but we do. Like, that was just so needed. But to answer your question, um, he, had a, he had obviously had a large... Everything he had to run by him, um, effectively. And I'll say yeah. one of the things that's probably been a little bit of a letdown, maybe not so much of a letdown, because although I mentioned this to you, I said, yes, they've touched on certain points in his career, but now let's go deeper. Let's dig deep into yeah. what it was really like. And I know we wasn't going to get that part, but I would have loved to have known more about what it was really like. Mm -hmm. But to answer your question, uh, Daniel, um, no, because what's been a little bit of a letdown is since the documentaries now, as people have watched the last episode, there have mm -hmm. been reports about certain yeah. parts of the documentary which have been skewed to sort of make MJ look even greater than he actually is. And we can get into that. And um, 
So no, it's it's not going to be hundred percent authentic. But at the same time, it was as good as it. It still was good. Okay, cool. Yeah, now let's get into it. Now let's get into it. Let's get so, into so, it. Uh, so what are you saying? What are you saying? Because I, I know I'm, I know, I know, I know I'm I know. taking away from that. <laughs> a couple couple things. I, I, we can obviously do it by parts. But the first the first thing I'll say right is, I thought it was as I was watching it, especially I think episode seven and eight. I felt like the documentary or, or the directors and Michael Jordan they downplayed the team's abilities too much to the point where it made it seem as if he was playing with a bunch of scrubs. Right, and it made him look a lot better than he actually was. Yes, like he was their savior. Like he was, like he was their savior. Bro, they like, like what they like. For example, one of the things they, um, like that guy called Tony Kukoc, um, he dropped like thirty points in game five. Uh, yeah, yeah. For the, for the six. So he like they they had ballers on their team, right? And also like BJ Armstrong was talking about how don't get it twisted. A lot of us were locked in and focused when we were playing for the Bulls. So the documentary <laughs> makes it seem as if this they, he was playing with like some. Joke guys, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I actually yeah. got frustrated, yeah, because mm. I was thinking the way they're talking about him, they're talking about him as if they're not athletes themselves. And mm. I was like, guys, come on, you've got you would have made it to that part of your, your career. Surely you've got heart, you've got grit. And they made it seem but, as if uh, like that yeah. Scott Burrell guy, they made him look like he was a joke. <laughs> but apparently, they said he was one of the best in college coming out the league, coming into the league. So it made Jordan look even better than what he was. But don't but don't mm. you think because but, he was mm. because he was so good at the sport, and he had even I think Charles Barkley had the comment where when he came off of the court at one time after playing Michael Jordan, that is the first and only time in his life that he thought and realized there's someone on the court that's actually playing basketball better than me. He's never felt like that before. Yeah. No, mm. but I don't I don't discount that or dispute that. That's a fact. But the yeah. point is, is that I was talking about more how they how they created a narrative for the team players and they yeah. they lowered you thought- like. That, if, um, if you feel like they created that because I've the way I the view that I had based on it was when he first joined the Bulls, the team was a scrub. That's different. Yeah, that's that, different. That, that, that was that's, that's, that's true. That's true. But I feel you. like I honestly feel like the documentary portrayed how much he relied on the whole team. Like I feel how like much he relied like, on the whole team. Relied on the team. Like he said, Oh, I've never won a trophy without Scott Pippen. Like you gotta put that into con- you gotta put that into context. So I don't feel like they were going around saying that he was playing with a bunch of scrubs. I feel no, like they understood that. Yeah, I think they understood that he had a great team, but he was the catalyst to take them to the next level because there's a difference between being a good team and well, being champions. But but Pete, like, that, also, that also comes down to the way it was edited. So like you're saying, like Kukoc got the 35 points. So when it comes to even when he came back from being number 45, they showed him all the missed all the the air balls. They mm. focus on that. All the edits for all the airballs, airballs, airballs. Mm. Then it's oh, he turned up, and then you know he came back, and he was then he's getting all the hoops. But that's the thing with the editing because you're not gonna you're not gonna focus on the people that aren't important. You're gonna focus no, no, no. on the people. So I that's what that's 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 why they, that's why you're that's why it's perceived like they were scrubs because when they're showing the match replays from like especially 97, 98 when they had all access into them, you can see the bits that the, the parts they want to emphasize. But Daniel, the two things you guys got to think about when you say that, right, is firstly, yes, I feel the document documentary was based on his point of view. So reality obviously changes yeah. based on the point yeah, of view yeah, what yeah. you're looking at. So this was based on his point of view. And secondly, would this doc have sold if it was just talking about a team? No, Let's correct, correct. And I, I agree with you. It was about MJ. I, <laughs> so, I, I, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I just, I just feel like... Sell it. I just feel like... Um, he definitely skewed it to make himself even look greater than what he was, than what he actually was. Um, I don't so believe the team... And MJ is not great. No, no, no. He, of course he is. But what I'm saying to you is, 
I was watching it. This is basically my point. I was watching it and I was saying to myself, I don't, I'm not going to say I don't have the mindset of MJ. We all think we've got a strong mindset, but I certainly am not going to speak on MJ like one of his teammates, as if, as if this guy is like so far and beyond. Like, basically, I respected when Reggie Miller and when Gary Payton were speaking, because at least they said we didn't fear him, we challenged him, we played against him. Everyone mm. else was like, yo, like the gods. And, and I was like, come on, man. Like, didn't, is that all? So I just it was a bit it was just it was skewed too much. Yeah. Chihuahua, what about you? I, I don't know, man. Like if, if you imagine if you're in a team, and yes, you're a professional basketball player, but if you're in a team and you're with someone who is just far and above mm. the best player, you saw the reaction this guy was getting in like Paris. He was spending all the time in just like from one hotel room to the other, and just the the celebrity that he became. And how many people would come to the games? Everything was sold out. When you're in a team with someone that good, I think it makes you look like a, if if I'm if I'm on a documentary about Michael Jordan and I'm on the documentary talking about how good I played, I don't know. It doesn't make sense because he's just so good. He's like a once in a lifetime talent. So to not big him up seems weird. Does that make sense? It would be, it would be like I'm being a bit of a hater on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so I agree with you I think the point I'm just answering Daniel's question on I know they would have edited it to the point where even like the interviews that his teammates gave they would have certainly taken sections to make to, on the parts where they spoke very highly of Michael Jordan but maybe yeah. the other parts not so much and I think that's my point it was almost okay. like I was watching it thinking but don't you guys have heart and grit as well you're speaking yeah. from a standpoint of like I would and have never won anything in life unless Michael Jordan came into my life and that's, and that's where I'm the... like you're an athlete. And I think a lot of people came out afterwards to say that that's they, they stood up to Mike MJ, but that was never depicted in the documentary. And that he got cut out. Yeah, they all cut it got cut out from the documentary. Um, but I think for me, one thing I loved about the whole doc, and you guys can talk about it, is but when you hear from your peers and how much they rate you, like the people that you're competing with say that you're on another level. Like when Bird was talking about MJ, like <laughs> like Bird and Magic were at the top of the game. Everyone wanted All to the be famous. them. All, All the, the famous. famous yeah. Everyone wanted to be them. And when your peers say, you know what, that wasn't MJ. That was God disguised as MJ. You're like, okay, there must have been levels to this, right? <laughs> levels, like levels to the whole thing. But I think he was as great as the doc said. I think being with him or um, being on the team must have been painful. I feel like they didn't truly show the true impact and emotions of his teammates playing with you, playing with him. Especially, especially when he came back from his semi-retirement. Semi-retirement. But the key thing about it is people will forgive you when if you, you win. win. Yes. Mm, yeah. Like, you could treat people like crap here. Yeah? <laughs> but when it's time to lift up that championship... Like, yeah. I like his. I, I like his saying. He, so he, winning, he, winning has a price, and leadership has a price. And I think yeah. that one that one resonated very well with I think a lot of us. Yeah, um, and I think I think that's a nice segue onto like the mentality of Michael Jordan, because I think a lot of a lot a lot of a lot of the success came down to his mentality. And I want to I want to make a few points on that because go on, big man, yeah, make your point. He, he, he won six. He won six <laughs> championships. He won six championships. Never lost a final. And like he said, leadership has a price. And winning has a price. But there's a part of me that just thinks he's like not obsessed, but 
he's almost got like a spirit of revenge in his mind. Oh, you have to, you because, have to, because, 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 you can look at him the wrong way. That's enough. You know, he wanted to destroy people, he wanted to destroy them. You say one thing, like when Jerry Krause, I, I forgot who, who the point guard is, like, I'm going to, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you why you shouldn't get him because I'm going to destroy him. A defender, yeah, 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 I'm going to destroy them, and like he'll make stuff, he'll make stories up in his head just so that he can get that, his mind. That, I, I think, I think, I think that, spoke, that spoke to the brilliance of um, just what makes him as, as an individual and also as a champion. And I think the lesson the lesson that I take from it was what motivated you yesterday is not going to motivate you today. Keep finding things that are going to keep pushing you forward. But he was and, making things up. I'd be, but that's, what I'm, that's my point. <laughs> whatever, it, whatever it, I feel like whatever it takes, yeah, you need to basically accept in the mind and use it to push yourself forward. Because um, it, it was, for me, it was, it was mind-blowing how... They said basically, if you want to, if you want to motivate him, tell him you can't do something. I was like, and then oh, it happened. Man. You saw it over yeah. the over his career. Uh, yeah, and, nice you, saw, and, nice and, and, and you and you also forty-five, not twenty-three, bruv. And you also and you also and you also you also saw it in Space Jam. PP's internet connection yacked up again. But yeah, then I say I say you also saw it in Space Jam because even when the monster said to him. Right, Baldy, <laughs> and then he flipped. <laughs> but that Joe, you know I so I, I to be honest with you, before this documentary, apart from kind of highlight videos on YouTube, um, and like the odd random video here and there, I didn't really know much about him as, as an individual. And you hear about his mindset and everything, but then when you see in this documentary the amount of times someone just makes a off the cuff, off the cuff remark to him, or someone doesn't talk to him in a restaurant, or whatever the situation, all you hear him say that's all I needed to hear. Or then it became personal for me. <laughs> then he made everything personal. Like, yo, the one, you, know, you know the one against with BJ Armstrong against the Charlotte Hornets, where the guy was, um, he started high-fiving and screaming and shouting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. MJ, it, where, <laughs> where MJ was sitting on the chair. And then he was, this is what, this is what made... <laughs> but Daniel, you were saying about the, the Hornets situation, trying to finish finishing off... Oh, I, was, I, 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 I was saying... Um, when he when he was roaring when he got when he when he got when he got when he I think he tied the series and then he basically roared like and he directed yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually there was that other there was other part as well you know when um there was that player who during the one year and a half that Michael Jordan was out of basketball he had gone to practice <laughs> and the guy said to him oh why'd you retire so early like I would have dominated you yeah. and then he went back and then he crushed it oh, I think that was a pit it was the guy from Pistons yeah Russell, no, Russell's blood, the, uh, Utah Jazz. Oh, Utah. Oh, he was on. He was on the final, the final jump shot for that sixth championship. Uh, it was a disrespect. Um, uh, Oli, you're on mute. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't realize. So many I was points. On mute. <laughs> yeah. <it's> like... <laughs> so now, what did you guys think about Jerry? So in terms of Wait, which one, which Jerry? How... Real quick, in which, terms of which Jerry? Which Jerry? Go on, go on, P. Go on, P. Uh, just on just on the mindset, real, real point I wanted to mention, yeah. Um, the other thing I thought was mind blown was how the conviction he had in his own ability and talents. There was a part where someone had said, um, last minute of the game, who's taking a winning shot? And he looked at the guy and he said, Me. And, I, and, <laughs> yeah, I, and yeah. it was like, I felt the like belief. watching him, watching him, I think there's power in saying you're gonna do something and doing it mm. and actually achieving it. And I think that muscle builds up over time. And I just think um that was definitely something that resonated in me when I was watching it. But do you think uh, this this builds onto the next uh, point that, that Daniel kind of framed our conversation around is about? Do you think he had a problem with losing, Daniel? What was your 
take on, I th- on that? I, I, th- I, th- I think he did. Like an actual a, winter, when you well, say- he had a dark side. He had a nice dark side to him. I, I, th- I think he, he had he, he because it was it, remember the losing doesn't tra- just translate into the game of basketball. You saw that in other aspects of his life, gambling. He wanted your money in his pocket, and if he lo- he's losing, he's going back. Said, yo, yo, check this. Hey, yo, yo, check this. Go, 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 go. No, go on. No, 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 go ahead, Pete. Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He's the excited. I was basically trying to say that it goes into the fact of the gambling um, in terms of money and also on the golf course. He always wants to win. And until he wins, he's not going to, he's never, he's not satisfied. He's going to mm-hmm. keep going. And the fact that it's a problem because there's no what, there's no, there's no problem with wanting to win and be successful and to give all the best you've got. But there's also, you need to be humble. You need to be humble. There's also humility in your losses. So sometimes you need to accept, you know, today he was the better man. Let me walk away. I'll come back. Mm. But he was like, he's almost immediately like, okay, let's go again. But you know, he, he was he was saying to, he was saying to you, you ain't won nothing. So that's why I don't believe what you say. Which is fair. Which is fair. Like Which he doesn't, like, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, but he wouldn't, it's funny because he would never agree to that. He would never like come to, come to reason with that. It just goes to show just how far he, his he is in terms of his mindset. No, it's, it's, it's a problem. It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> when you're coming, when you're like, you know, I listen, I heard. I, I, problem, I read that. I, I, I would say that his biggest problem is not the fact that he has that mindset. It's probably the fact that he doesn't know how to turn it on and off. It's mm. the biggest the issue. Because you remember they were saying, oh, Michael, because the thing about it is you saw that come off the court. Because you want that mentality when you're training. But let's remember, and I don't know about his personal life life but he went for a divorce as well so mm. you don't know if he wasn't able to turn that off and on and off during his marriage right where everything was a competition everything he was trying to win everything he was trying to battle which is amazing to have and that's why he won his championships but i'm sure there was other elements I haven't had, had had yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, to uh, it, so the other thing i'm going to just quickly add on the, on the betting i heard this this line is crazy he said uh him and gary lineker this is not in the documentary it was something i read after gary lineker said yeah when they got into it, Michael Jordan said to him, uh, we, let's put some money up in it. And Gary Lincoln said, how much? And MJ said, whatever makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not surprised. I am not, his mindset was just on a different level. But what I wanted, and the question I had before was, what do you guys think about the breaking up of the ball? So Jerry Krause, and do you feel like his ego got over him? Or do you feel like he made the right decision? Because he didn't get any credit, right, for putting that team together, which people feel like, okay, obviously it's plays that win you, but there's an element of it where it's like, you can be Chris Paul, right? People will say he's a great player, but if you're not put around the right people, you're never going to win. MJ mm. didn't win straight away as soon as you put the pieces around him, right? But built. do you feel like the ego of Jerry Krause got over, got too much to the point where maybe they could have won another seven, eight championships if they stayed together, right? Or what do you guys think in that element? Well, I think in terms of the um, giving him some credit, Scotty Pippen right on the last episode said that he's probably one of the greatest general managers. And, you know, he mm. gave credit where credit is due because yeah, ultimately he was a GM. Whether you liked him or not, he did well and ultimately mm. won them six championships. When it comes to Jerry Krause himself and even <laughs> coming to the 97-98 before the last season, and he said that this would be their last season with um, Jackson. Jackson, Jackson this, yeah. as Jack with Jackson. But then what What I was surprised was at the end when they said that potentially giving them extension. And I thought that was just disrespectful. 
because at the beginning of the season, he said, whether you win a sixth championship or not, this is your last season. So when it came to the end of it, when they've done their parade and he's now offering him another contract or an extension for one year and potentially the rest of the, most of the players on the team, like Pippin, uh, Rodman, uh, Jordan. Rodzilla. Yeah, madman. Um, it's like, I find, I find it disrespectful. I find it very disrespectful. And I would I stand think... by my my guys of like, I'm walking away at the end of the season. Go on, Shaw. Nappy, you gonna... I think with the whole Jerry Krause situation, yeah, it gave you an insight as to how the business in NBA works. Um, I actually, because I think also the documentary is also portraying people a certain way. I took a step back and I tried to look at him from a business standpoint. I thought, actually, the fact that this guy's going out and trying to recruit other players is probably a good thing because it created competition within the team, right? So the players that were playing, they knew they couldn't sort of rest on their laurels because Pippen was like, they're trying to trade me. And I'm sure that brought the best out of him. So... Um, the whole, like, this is your last season, but then they won it and then they they probably rethought, they went back to the drawing board. Um, I think the business, what I would actually like to see in, from an NBA, from the NBA is the business side of how things work because they trade players quickly without even consulting them um, when they think it's best for the organisation. So they probably looked at it and thought, okay, let's probably get one more season filled. Do you want to come back again? But So there was a, probably a reason why at the beginning he said... Um, you're not, this is your last season. There was probably some sort of money motive behind it. Um, or maybe a motivating factor. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think the, the approach that he took, I think I'm on, on Daniel's side of the, the debate, because I think when you've got such a strong winning team and things are going good and you've just come off the back of a championship, and I think Jordan mentioned in one of the episodes, the only time that you should start breaking it up is when you're when you know that you can't win. So if you've just come off the back of a championship, why not try to go for for one more? And then after the six, why not try to go for one more? It's just it, the the approach just seems yeah. like egos were put. I in think front you've got to, it's, you've got to, it's the money thing as well. Players, to, players that there's the money element. I think the money element yeah. is you got to weigh out because if you had decided to keep Pippen, right, you would have had to put him on a big contract, right. And let's say for example, you put and that was the first time the NBA started <clears> to switch to more expensive and more luxurious sort of contracts. <clears throat> So yep. if you're going to tie him in on a larger um, contract and you're no like, oh, wait, we end up losing the next one, the next one, the next one, and you're not getting your return on investment, you might start to say, hey, maybe I might as well move him early for mm. a trade to get someone in that's younger and I feel like can last. Because I don't feel like he decided to just get rid of the team for the sake of it. I think he was like, no, oh, let me rebuild to put us into a better situation. And I think MJ's view was like, no, only change us when it's broken. But yeah. it's like he said, there's a money element to it but, where you yeah. got to be proactive, right? You can't just move after they lose. you got to be proactive to grab, get like, right I, I like how, um, in a very subtle way, how they ended it, where they said, you know how they said the players left, who left at the end? And then the final mm. line was something like, the Bills, the Bulls rebuild started or something like that. And then mm. everyone knows that after that, they never won another championship. Oh, the ending was dead, man. <laughs> Did you think? The I last two episodes about. was awful. I didn't think Bruh, it was the good. ending was the last dead. two episodes for me was bad. It was, it was only I seven and eight it. with a money episodes. Yeah, nah. when he punched money Steve, out Steve Kerr when he punched Steve Kerr in the face, bruv. <laughs> how badly I like do you guys the want this? How badly do you want this podcast to go to the next level? If I was MJ, if I treated you guys like MJ, you would have got a few punches in the face. I'm just letting you know. Just letting you know. <laughs> For not working as hard as the rest of us, you would have got a few punches. Yo, in the face. <laughs> I thought I thought what was I thought what was amazing was um, how his brand took off. Especially, especially no. with the, in the age of no social media becoming a world phenomenon mm. at 
the way he did with no social media, no self promotion, that was crazy. That was to amazing. Be the first billionaire in sports as well. Like wow. Like he said, expected what four million in the first year. He sold one hundred and twenty-three. I paused it, and I was like, "This is just, <laughs> this is insane." Because you know when they, the documentary does it, it drops lines on you like that. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, "No, nah, man, this is just, this is just something else." And you know, he, was, I, he missed out on an opportunity of signing with Adidas, right? I think yeah. that was. Can you imagine was, that would have been? I can't imagine him wearing Adidas. So, imagine how Adidas sleep at the end of the day. Like, but you know, that, do you know what's interesting? As I haven't read the book, but apparently it's it's in his book. Um, as much money as this guy's made. He knows himself that he's actually missed out on probably a couple more billion because I think at one point Nike, M, uh, Air Jordan was bigger than Nike, or let's say Nike is because of Air Jordan. Um, so we see the side of him obviously uh, generating that many sales. He probably sees the side of it now. I wasn't given as much leverage as perhaps I, if I know, if I knew the game, I would have probably taken more share or something along those lines. But I guess one, you don't know your value. Early yeah. at the beginning, you don't you need to bet on yourself. It's the same with Scott Pippen's um contract, right? Rough. Where you saw that he was tied in for a period <laughs> oh of time. Now, the question is, would you guys would you guys have signed that contract if you yeah, I would have the thing is he remember you got to remember his situation. He's in a situation yeah. where his dad's in a wheelchair, his brother's in a wheelchair, he's made that that money aside from how much he could have made, that money's still life changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So regardless, I think you would sign the contract if you're in that situation because you're thinking mm-hmm. this will change the life of my family. In the long yeah. run, I'm getting screwed over, but you're thinking about right here and right now. Mm. But he, but totally the thing agree. is, the contract was, I know they say 2 million a year. It was really, he was signing for 18 million. Yeah. So that was the whole bundle. And, and they said, if, if you get injured, we'll still pay, it's guaranteed. So yeah, 100% the issue he faced was in certain seasons, I think they were saying he was ranked 200, like he was getting paid like 200 and something in the league when he was arguably the top five in the league, right? So yeah. when you the issue with money, right, is is a, is a comparison game, right? When you sign the check, you're happy and you're great, right? But if you're ranked number two or number three and you're not getting paid, you're, there's a hundred other scrubs getting paid more than you, that's when it's going to impact you, right? Do, do you know, yeah, do you know what's interesting? Uh, this uh, What's the owner's name? Uh, Jerry Ryan, is it, was it Jerry Ryan? I can't remember the, the owner's name. Jerry Second, Reinhardt. Yeah. Reinhardt. Um, He said to Pippin, yeah, and I was trying to, learn from a negotiation standpoint he said to Pippen I wouldn't if I was you I wouldn't sign this mm. and I feel like that was a negotiation tactic because you know the guy hasn't got any other like what was the other option to renegotiate with another to team take or... a, no to no to take a short contract so he could have right. said oh, I'll do a one-year contract two-year contract three because his probably his point wasn't about him signing the contract it was the length of the contract how long he would be locked in for and he was like he, no, he I was the one that determined the contract no, but you could have reneg- you could have re- renegotiated renegotiated and said I want two years, right? And he was like, even said at the time, people don't really sign that as long as he did. And then secondly, right, it's your in your mind you're saying no, this is guaranteed. I don't want to do two years, get injured, and that's it. This is guaranteed for eight years. But I don't I don't blame him for what he did. I think he was, I didn't like what he did in terms of saying, oh, I don't want to have the operation due to summer, um, because I'm like, okay, you're here for the team. Um, how motivated are you for the team? Especially if you're about to break a record and say, okay, now we're going to get six championships. That should be enough motivation for you, not how much you're getting paid. But hey, every different, everybody's got their different views. Yeah. Okay. Back onto back onto MJ and the document, uh, the docu series. So the leader, I want to talk about touch more about leadership and also the three peat because ultimately there were two three peats. The first one and the second one after MJ's break and. We'll go on to the like we can touch on the baseball part in a second, but I was reading an article and it was a comparison to football and it spoke about 
leaders in the in the in the sport industry. So you've got like Roy Keane, Stephen Gerrard, you've got Michael Jordan, and ultimately, when you're a leader and you achieve greatness, you're not really nice. You're not liked. You're not a nice person because something's got to give for you to want to be a leader, for you to win and to encourage those around you. And we saw parts of that when people spoke with um, MJ and about MJ. But like, for example, would you rather be with someone who's nice that won't win you anything is in terms of a leader or one who is ruthless, but you got you, but you know, you're going to win because even Roy Keane at United, he was you know, ruthless. You know, he, he, he was just, he, he was just, he was, he got angry. You know, um, Daniel, but, yeah, go, 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 sorry, so go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead, Daniel. Sorry, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, on, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> I was going to actually flip it a little bit because I've been having this discussion instead of perhaps being the complete opposite, because I think that's obvious the answer to that question. I was more thinking MJ was so extreme in, in how he went about his business and winning, and you saw how things were on the personal side of things. I would maybe answer the question backward. Would you rather be someone like a LeBron James who has less championships, has more yeah. of an all-around... Uh, uh, you know, you, you can see a lot of the stuff he's doing outside of the basketball court, or would you rather have a mindset of MJ, but you know you're winning a lot more? Like, what would you, the oval packet or oval package, or to be going down as the greatest? You know what I mean, don't, don't you think it's um, building on both of these questions? Don't you think it's more of a function of the time period? Because, like, people like Roy Keane, Paul Scholes, this no nonsense win at all costs mentality, you can. That was a lot like that. Even if you think um, how the corporate space was, the leaders were very KPI focused results, results, results. We don't care about all this fluffy stuff that other CEOs are talking about now. But I think it's more of a function of the 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 generation because I think now LeBron, if I, I I don't know if he would have as much success if he had that that mentality based on how players are, how people are, how we talk about our feelings more, how we want to feel yeah. more empowered. If we think about some of the companies that we've worked at, the change in approach of leadership based on the what our generation is more like yeah. and what we click with. I, I think personally it's more of a function of the the period time. in time. Yeah. 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 But I, I, I think to ask Daniel's question. Yeah. Um I think it depends on the kind of person you are. Like if you if you you may not be as good as or as as a leader as Roy Keane, but if you want to win, you're gonna jump in the same boat as him. But, but I think Daniel's I think what... question is more less about being um he's talking about the teammate. Like which one would you rather be part of, right? Is that right, Daniel? Like who would I'm you rather to, have get, as a get to yeah, get to the point of like he was he was inevitably ruthless. Whether they yeah. show it in the series or not, he was because there's no way they could have been that great if he wasn't. But yeah. as a player, as a teammate, how would that make you feel? Yes, he's improving you, but would you is that something you'd want to be a part of? If we're gonna win six rings, I'll take I'll take the pain. I'll take the suffering. I think the difficulty, right? I think the difficulty is looking back, and I think MJ and a lot of his team members said it, right? Looking back, I don't think anyone would say no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go through that because we've got six championships or whatever. But we gotta remember that that's given us the hindsight and being able to look at the result. But imagine yeah. someone was that crazy intense, and you right? Didn't, and you, didn't win. And you, you don't know you're going to win that championship, right? You don't know you're going to win that championship. Could you live with that person? I would say that I could only live with that sort of lifestyle, not knowing that we're going to get to this six. If I have the same mentality, if I want that sort, of, if I see, if our goals are aligned in terms of, okay, I want to win championships over championships, then I'll be able to get on that boat, right? 
But yeah, if that's not my if my that if that's not my work work ethics and etc., I will struggle because I'll be like, yo, I came, I work hard enough, man. Chill, I'll be there, I'll be there posting yeah. up there. That's that, that, that's 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 like what's it, it like Steve Steve Burrell. He was like yeah. MJ in training, always like cussing him, slating him. Because remember the, the, the leadership, it comes into the training like in match in matches as well. But because he'll be in training, and just start cussing you. He'll be in the, in the dressing room, just cuss you. And so you get to remember, although although you're winning championships, this is like almost a daily event that you know. It's, okay, it's, like, training. A, it's like brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. going, I'm going into training. And he's gonna cuss me. If I don't make that shot, he's gonna cuss me. It's just like it's, it gets to the point where it is bullying. Yeah, but the only reason why. The only reason we idolize it is because of the fact that there's the success element to it, right? And even MJ said it like when he came back and they lost that the championship, right? With the first season he came back, he said, Oh shoot, I need to get these people mentally ready. Like mm. I need to be so difficult on them that when they get to a game, it's easy. And that's the same thing Kobe used to do. Yeah. Kobe was like, practice is gonna be so much harder than when you, you're gonna wanna mm. play a game because I'm gonna make it so difficult here. And that's the only way he knew how to get them mentally prepared. <laughs> I think I think it's a good I think it's a good approach to life though. Um, study harder behind closed doors, so because outside your pitch, your presentation, your deal making, or whatever it, you're doing, your is field, you, it's easier. It, it is when you're doing it individually, right? But it's harder when you're pulling a bunch of people to do the same thing. And the only way that people will like you is if they have the same goal, or want to achieve the same, can see your vision, right? Like what's my what's my man called um Desmond um well no what's his name um Desmond not Desmond sorry slipped my mind Scott Pippen and um <laughs> Dennis Rodman Rodman Dennis Rodman sorry Dennis Rodman with <laughs> 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 Dennis Rodman like that guy was a different level how Bro, can you go and do a wrestling match him. you went you went to go and play wrestling you know you know the numbers on that on that on that um apparently the league fined him 25k but he made he 250k care. yeah he didn't care, he didn't care. And he think, no, so even good. Like he didn't care no no he didn't care he didn't see anything wrong with it so <laughs> yeah, MJ said yeah that was good business <laughs> but why did MJ say that was good business he knows that he's going to show up to every single game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to show up to every single game. You, MJ even said on the flight back, he'll be the person open up the plays, reading it, etc. So MJ was like, as long as you show up, right? But if it was any you scrub know, doing that, you think MJ would have had the same mentality? Do you think he would have been like, oh, no, nah, it's fine. MJ would have cut that person quick off the team. So for me, it all comes down to if the goals are aligned, people don't mind working hard. But you're gonna find don't. in every team and in every friendship relationship, there's just gonna be a bunch of people that that might not be their goal, right? And then you just gotta look at okay, how do I push them, but not too much to get the best out of them? But I know they're not gonna come to the trenches with me. There's one thing. There's one I, thing that there's one thing that MJ said which I really liked was he would never ask or tell a player to do something that he hasn't already done. So know, if I it's to do what? in, because even in like training or something, anything he asks them to do, he's only gonna ask. If it's something he's done or he's willing to do, and that's and I think that's a really good leadership quality and trait. And I think he, Not when he sure. was saying that, Daniel, correct me if I'm wrong, he also got a bit emotional about it as well, right? When he was talking, yeah, yeah, I, didn't know it that, I didn't know yeah, if it was, it was, it was, it was, it was that when I he think cried it was more when he because of back what he, and, and also what he heard. Because I feel like he heard a lot from people in the league and people that played with him where they were like, Oh, he's difficult, he's hard, and then that gets you emotional because you're like, Wait, I carried you guys and sacrificed so much. 
And mm. I wouldn't ask you to do anything that I wouldn't be able to. And this is how you guys thank me for it. So I think the element of it was his ego to say, look, you guys don't see what I've sacrificed to be this great and to pull you guys along. And you just saw it as me just being difficult or me being this X, Y, because he probably didn't have that many friends in the league, right? Because a lot of people probably hated him or his team members just didn't want to spend time yeah. with him because he was just too much. He was just always on 24-7. But you've got to say, look, you've got to ask yourself, are you aligned on that goal? And if you are, then even if you win or lose, you can live with it. Otherwise, you're never going to be comfortable with someone like that, right? Mm. And you see that in certain companies, right? You see CEOs, CFOs that will work 24-7, die for that company. And then an employee or whatever will be like, 4.59, okay, time to pack up my laptop and leave. They're just never going to have that motivation and you can't give them that drive because they have different goals. Different goals. No, agreed. Um, just to, I want to make a few closing remarks on, uh, well, touch on the three P and I think the well the episodes that really stood out to me. So I, inarguably that the third, the second three P was incredible. You know, MJ came back from spending time away playing basketball, getting his body back into shape to win that championship, the, the three championships, which is just incredible. Um, I think that you know in each in each occasion they had their different kind of giant which they overcame, but there was. The point that really stood out to me was after um, uh, Jordan's father passed away when he was when he was killed. You know that that was quite emotional uh, even to watch. And I think you mm -hmm. saw like the kind of rawness and the realness of him when they won that championship on Father's Day. And you know he said this is for his dad. Then he went back to the change room and kind of broke that stigma of of men can't cry. You know he, he was on the floor. He was on the floor and he was sobbing. And that was like, it was real raw footage of how he felt. And that really stood out to me because although he was seen as inhuman on the court, he, he was still a human being. He had a great relationship with, with his dad. He said it was his, he was his best friend. Anytime he was celebrating, he was by his side, James Jordan. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, he was able to come back from basketball for the first time in his career, his dad wasn't by his side, which is why he changed to number 45, which was also his first number. Uh, in college basketball, um, yeah, in college basketball, coming back and doing what he did on the court, which no one has ever done, I think it just shows how phenomenal, how dedicated he was, and it even goes points back to me when he first joined the Bulls, and his discipline. He wasn't wanting to party. He wasn't didn't want to drink. Of course, he adopted smoking cigars later in his career. But it's just <laughs> well, that's it's just what that, he, it's well, just that's that, what he wanted to tell us, right? It's, it's yeah, but that's yeah. what he wanted uh, to tell and us. That, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was his discipline from the start, which just showed that this person. Well, I, know I wasn't there at the time, but this person, you know, he wants to, he's taking it seriously. He's not here for the money. He's here for the love of the game, similar to Dennis Rodman. He didn't care about the fame. He didn't care about the money. He just loved the game and loved putting smiles on people's faces. No, I think what about for the rest of you two guys? Which were, what were the two, what were the elements that stood out for you? Which parts of it stood out? Like you were like, okay, this chapter, this story. Stood uh, out yeah, no, I, I think I just, just to, uh, so I think I mentioned it. One, just his ability to say he's going to drop a certain number of points on you and he gets it done, right? And I think yeah. I think uh, that self-confidence within himself, I think, um, uh, I forgot, I lost my train of thought. The, the other thing that comes to mind, actually, and it was towards the end of the documentary. Um, yeah, obviously, I love the way he actually pushed his teammates um, because he got them all on the same page and spoke about, you know, look, this is the way I play the game and this is what I had to endure. 
So you guys have to kind of go through the same thing. The other, the, 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 the final point um, that came towards the end, um, which spoke about how his brilliance was, despite everything that was going on, Daniel mentioned about his dad passing away, still coming back and being able to um, manage that mentally and still win. Many people would have perhaps just retired and left the game. If they yeah. spoke about him being always in the moment, Right. And so with all of the fame, with all of the money, with all of the endorsements, everything that's happening, the golf, the gambling, um, the drinking, when it came time to it to perform, he was able to deliver. And I think that yeah. says a lot about about, um, you know, developing a craft to, to put yourself in that position, but just mastering a certain space so you yeah. can never be unmoved. So that was that yeah. was quite powerful. What about you, Shua? What were the scenes or elements that stood out? Um, I, I mean, if I if I try to, trying to not repeat any any anyone, mm. I agree with all the points. Probably the biggest thing for me was, I think my generation growing up, we were probably just we just missed the Michael Jordan era in terms of really being absorbed in it and realizing what a celebrity and mm. superstar he was. So then when people used to always have this debate of LeBron versus Jordan, because I've just seen more of LeBron, I was always like, LeBron's my guy. But after watching this documentary and seeing all the behind the scenes stuff, the media, all the intricacies within the team, he was just on a different planet. So why mm. love? I, this is more about what I loved about the documentary is really seeing how big of a superstar he was, how good he was, um, and just just all the behind the scenes and stories and everything. I just loved it. Loved so it. Mm, no, that's not. I think for me, I think for me, not mention. I think, I, like you said, I agree with everyone's point. Um, I think the hard work was one which P's already discussed. The element that stood out to me was just around. You need to work so hard and be different from everyone else. So, like when he was in college, when he came into and he spoke to his coach and he said, "I want to be the best basketball player ever," and the coach said to him, "Oh, that means you need to work." as hard as like this crazy, this hard. And he's like, wait, 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 I'm working that hard. Like I'm working as hard as the next man. And he said, oh wait, you want to be as good as the next man? Or do you want to be the best ever? Because if you want to be the best ever, then you've got to go, you've got to work harder than the best person in that particular craft or area. And it wasn't like MJ, people said when he came into college, he wasn't, you couldn't notice, notice, noticeably look at him and say, he's the best player out there, right? I think it's different from LeBron. When LeBron was coming in, he came with the pressure of, no, you're the greatest, you've got to carry that. And I think he did great to carry all the pressure and not let down um, our expectations. But MJ wasn't the greatest when he first got into college. But he said, no, I'm going to work super hard. And when I work super hard, I'm going to become the greatest. And you saw the improvement over the period of time. And then his mindset was like, wait, you got to realise that this could be a family saving up for years and this is the only time they're going to see me, MJ. So even if it's a road game that we don't really care about, I'm going to come and show them 100% because that's going to give me the mental advantage over my competitor to if we do play them in the playoff, they're going to know, oh, I can turn it on and off at any time. And that's for me the two big parts that I took away from sort of the doc. Mm. And, and not to forget the part when they went back to Utah, I think when they tied the series, said, I'm only packing one suit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, and the other line is when he said to the guy, "Oh, I would retire now, but no one's done the free peak, the first free peak." Yeah. yeah, and he says, "Oh, Bird and Magic only done the uh, the back to back. I need to do one more, to, and then I can leave the game." And I was like, "That's that only thing that motivated him. That was the only thing that because really <laughs> they were saying that the game was a the game was beneath him to a point where he needs to create certain challenges to be able to be entertained." So he's like, "Okay, two." 
a back to back. Okay, free Pete. Okay, that will motivate me to stay. Ah, I've done everything. Let me leave. Oh, wait, oh. let me come back. Let me show them I can come back. <laughs> oh, I'll come back. Let me show Yo. them I can do another free piece. Like, if if he, if there was another record out there, he would have probably stayed and tried to beat that record. But he was like, I've done two two free piece. Like, there's nothing else left for I me. Think, so I think the other learning is, uh, as much as it was focused on MJ, the other learning is get the right pieces around you and watch yourself excel. Because you're mm-hmm. not doing anything without Rodman. You're not doing anything without Pippen. Even though they made Pippen look like a joke in that documentary. It's only actually the last episode where I got I sort of gained respect for him. But up until that point, I was thinking, this guy's a joke. He, he doesn't like his um, depiction. I can the... imagine. I wouldn't like it either. I, 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 didn't, I didn't think it was that bad, to be honest. Pippin? Over, no. over the 10 episodes, on average, in the end, it wasn't mm. so bad. But... Like, like coming into it, the perception, if you didn't know much about, uh, you always knew that Pippin was like the one-two punch and he was not as good as, but great. If when mm. you watch that, you thought, I don't know if I respect him as much. You think so? One hundred percent. I I don't I I disagree. I think they MJ said the fact that MJ said I would not be MJ without Pippen was a respect. But then I think he made a lot of bad career decisions, which made him look bad. Which yeah, but that's why did he only show that? Like that's Pippen why she get that's why she get good agent. That's what she gave it <laughs> <laughs> That's you I think I think I think I think we discussed a lot. And for those any listeners who haven't watched it, we don't want to you know say everything about what happens. But you know, really do go and watch it. It's really good. Even if you're not a sports fan, it's really really good just to understand the mentality of what made Michael Jordan so successful and those around him as well. Um, so we could go on for hours and hours and discuss many more things. Um, but for that, we'll be here for a very long time. So. We hope you're staying well. We hope you're keeping safe in these times. But we'll see you in two weeks' time for our next episode. So stay stay, stay well and God bless. For any feedback, find us on Instagram at TakeFlightPodcast or you can email us at TakeFlightPodcast at gmail.com. Peace. Take off, take flight.